This is a podcast from Rep Sounds, the new platform from Dundee Rep and Scottish Dance Theatre. Hello and welcome to episode three of Rep Sounds, our brand new podcast series from Dundee Rep and Scottish Dance Theatre. My name is Joan Clevillier. I'm the Artistic Director of Scottish Dance Theatre and I am delighted to be talking to choreographer Maital Blanaru. Hello Maital, how are you? Good, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Uh, you are making a new work for the company, uh, Ray, and um, I, I suppose we're going to talk today about the performance, your inspiration, your work as a choreographer, but I just wanted to start maybe by, you know, where did all of this begin? Like, take us to the very beginning. Um, you're here now in Scotland making a work for a for a dance company, but did you want to be a choreographer since you were a child? Or is that, you know, how did you encounter dance? What are your first sort of experiences with dance? Mm, yeah, well, that brings me a couple of good years <laughs> backwards. Uh, so I... There's always this story in my family that around the age of five, six, I used to put a carpet on the floor and I would really dress up. And I, I was also, <laughs> I had this whole process of dressing up like a ballerina, really meticulous, you know, one uh, tights and another tights and another tights just halfway through the leg and then uh, <laughs> to two and this and that and like the hair and everything. <laughs> and then I would just sit on the carpet and I would just start to do... I, I, if there would be a video of me doing that, I, I would be the, I would be pretty happy to see what what did I actually <laughs> do there. But but apparently I I was always stretching or moving or doing something and and my my grandmother used to call me Nadia Comaneci. Wow. <laughs> For um, no, I, I don't think I was ever like not because I was very talented in it, but just because I was always uh, into the body in that way in a sense. And um, and then uh, fast forward, uh, I grew up, I ended up, I, I was raised in a, in a really small town in Israel where there's uh, n not so much arts around. So it, it was actually always, it felt pretty far, always. The idea of becoming a dancer or making my, making my way with this. And, uh, but with a lot of hard work and, and I think a lot of uh, will, <laughs> I, yeah, it, 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 find, it found itself happening in some, in some way. And that was nice. And, and now you live and work in Brussels. Um, yeah. And uh, you are working independently, creating your, your own works as a choreographer. Um, what I suppose Brussels, I don't know, for, for those of us that don't live there, it's, it's almost this mythical place. Like with contemporary dance, there's, it's almost like a magnet. And, and was that for you? Was it work that attracted you to live there? Or how's, um, yeah, how's it been for you being part of that creative uh, environment? Absolutely. I was very, <clears throat> I was very drawn to, to the physicality and to the to the richness of that uh, of that dance scene, and I I remember arriving to Brussels and feeling a little bit like a kid in a candy store, mm -hmm. you know, where you just have the feeling, because I think at the time I came from Israel where there was something very different, just you know, just simply very different, 
And at the time also, I wasn't, the internet was already existing, but uh, things were flowing a bit less fluently through, through, the, so, through social media and the net. And then I just, I always had a feeling that there's something like this out there. So, but I never actually met it or seen it too much. And it was really, um, do you know that feeling when things click into a, into a, into a place where you actually always um, felt they could, <laughs> in a way. So that was, that was a really exciting uh, feeling. And up until now, one of the things that I actually appreciate the most about Brussels is, and perhaps it's a really subjective feeling of mine, I'm sure it is, but... I do have the feeling that there's something extremely accessible uh, talking to other choreographers or or in in the scene that there's it's not that it's easy to to find your place there but on the other hand there is something that feels very um very open and and there's always moving movement around and people are c coming and going and bringing new uh air and new inspirations and I find that really I find that pretty incredible up until now sounds really inspiring yeah um, and is that where you encountered Feldenkrais <laughs> no I encountered I encountered Feldenkrais back in Israel okay. uh, when I was still uh, dancing in a company there um, and what, what is it for the, for the listeners that don't know what is Feldenkrais because that's we're going to talk about that a little bit more like that uh, methodology plays a, a really big part in your in your artistic practice. So, yeah. what, what what is it? Well, for Feldenkrais, is always a, an animal that uh, that's a little bit more tricky to explain, for sure, because we always try to pin down things to to methods that we know, and it doesn't really fall right into none of them, mm -hmm. you know, in a way. But if I would need to describe it, a Feldenkrais. Uh, the Feldenkrais method is a method in which we move in a we we tune into the body. We move slow and subtle, and we start to listen to the movement patterns, to the way that we use and engage our body. And um, Moshe Feldenkrais, the inventor of the method, had found or tapped into different tools that help to start to break down those uh, patterns and offer new pathways or new ways of, of moving. And for me, it feels very often like it's it's the rug underneath it all, that if we want to create change, for me, that's a change on a very profound and deep level uh, because it really changes the way that we the way that we move, but moreover, for me, changed also the way that I meet my body and I feel that, or my relationship with my body, you know, especially as a dancer that 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 was raised in front of mirrors and in front of uh, you, you develop. I de I developed, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that, and that other dancers would would uh, might feel the same. That you develop this kind of view of yourself that's a little bit external. You're used to seeing yourself from the outside, and there's a lot of ideas that 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 we end up carrying around about how we should feel in our bodies and how we should uh, carry ourselves. And uh, Feldenkrais for me was such a gift because it helped me to shift the perspective back to where I was and how my body was. Not, the, not a certain box or idea of someone else, but really the, the most uh, 
practical reality of my own body, which is the only place from which we can really grow from what is. Like, you know, there's this thing, we cannot create change from what is not. We mm -hmm. can create change only from what is. And Feldenkrais is brilliant in a sense. It's so simple. It just... It it, conf it it reflects to you what, what you're doing and the, the nervous system and the brain, they always recalibrate. And with some tools that Feldenkrais offer, it just sends us off in that direction of, of change or evolution. And Feldenkrais is also often used to help people in rehabilitation. Right. And there's a lot of really, uh, you would say, miracle cases where people have really grown past a lot of limitations and restrictions through Feldenkrais. So, you know, it's, uh, I, I see my teacher and I take this with me also into choreography, into the body, into the body work, into being a dancer. You know, I, I always have this image in my head of my teacher, my, my Feldenkrais master, Elat Magor, who seeing her after 30 years uh, practicing this, you see her giving a, teaching a class, working with a person, and you see that she, she seems sitting there and she seems like a child that, that's just as curious to, yeah. It's just, I find that really, uh, really inspiring. So Feldenkrais has been a huge inspiration in my life in general, and uh, yeah, and into choreography and creation. Creating. It's been amazing to see the when we've been practicing with you, Feldenkrais, mm -hmm. to see, uh, for me as an artistic director, to see uh, the dancers sort of move in a way that is very uh, unique to them, but also un unfamiliar in that I, I was seeing things that I had never seen before, and I, I'm seeing people move in a way that um, I hadn't seen before, and that's that's quite an yeah an incredible an incredible tool and um is that like how does it then translate in terms of um your choreographic practice like how you what do you search for maybe with a, with a dancer um are you working from from the inside out as you were as you were saying um or you know i i well i think i know the answer to this but i I don't think that you come in and say five, six, seven, eight. These are the no. steps I'm, we're going to make today. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, indeed, as you say, uh, uh, and maybe to draw a bridge in a sense, um, Feldenkrais. After I met Feldenkrais, I was interested in seeing how all of this could apply into movement. So I started to uh, research. Uh, I even took time off from dancing and projects for one year and I took time to research how can I apply principles from the Feldenkrais method into dancing. And w it was really pure interest and curiosity. I never even planned on teaching it, but once I was invited to do it once and, and people seemed so enthusiastic to, to meet their body in this with this kind of newness and freshness and and softness, uh, then then I realized that, that there's a need for this, uh, or or that that it could um, it could echo with people. So then I started to teach, and at the same time I was also working on my solo, creating different solo creations. But there was a moment that I I developed enough the the practice. I call it fathom high. Uh, the 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 dance classes that are really revolving around Feldenkrais. 
that I found myself having in my basket more tools than I, you know, than I thought. <laughs> in a way, in a sense, it helped me then see how do I start to uh, bridge between this universe that that I met and and working with other people. And it's always a really unique journey, you know, because every person is different. And I feel that my role, whether it's as a Felenkai's teacher or also as a choreographer, because again, they're going to be standing out there on stage. And I think that for me, there's always a difference when it's me telling some, you know, if I if it would be me telling someone what to do, they would say it very differently. So it, it for me, it really needs to be their words and what they stand for and what they want to share with. And I'm there to direct them. And I, I, I do have a very uh, specific movement direction or, or, or oftentimes limitations that I feel that set us free in other ways that are less familiar to us, that I, um, that I enjoy inviting into the process. But again, you know, even just as a, also simply more than anything on the human level, mm -hmm. as a as a dancer who's been out there and also experimented, uh, working with different choreogra choreographers. Um, for me, there was a moment when I when I did meet someone, and that was really that felt really rare to me, or new, or incredible. You know, I met a choreographer who was so interested in what I had to say and in what I want to bring to the table. And for me, I, I felt I brought myself into the work in ways that I've, I've never done before. And, um, and I feel that, that, you know, I'm not at all uh, too attached to my perspective. It's, it has its, its uh, strengths, but for sure, it's one-sided and limited, as all of our perspectives are. So, in a sense, I really, I really cherish the moments that we now, through the process, we sit down and we brainstorm and we think together and we see together how how do we shape this experience. Uh, and then I feel that the result, I'm sure, I'm 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 sure about it, can be way more uh, rich. Yeah, it's been amazing to see. Yeah, that level of engagement that you demand from, or that you invite uh, from, from the entire room, from from the company and the investment. Uh, yeah, on 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 all levels in terms of uh, yeah movement, but it's it's much more much more than that. It's being really involved in what you want to, in what each person wants to say and wants to bring into into the work, which is really beautiful. When I first started to. Um to research toward this, uh, toward Undivided at the time. And uh, that was the first work that started to explore this direction of, of, of being, this way of being with the public. And uh, it's slightly different. I, I started by trying to take a look into the way that I meet other people in the street, people that pass me by or people that I don't know. And more than anything, it struck me how quick we are to label people or to try to just get an idea or put people in so many boxes that actually at the end of it, I became slightly uncertain in which ways am I actually meeting anyone if I'm, if I'm coming with all of these ideas that actually have no bearing or no holding into the person that's in, into the actual person that's there. And, uh, and 
for me, that was a really interesting process of how do I... And, 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 I, and I started to become extremely interested in, in, you know, in binary thinking and non-binary thinking, which also relates to me a lot to Feldenkrais, to all of these gray zones of in-between things, all those things we don't have a name for, but it doesn't mean they don't exist. They can be as powerful if sometimes not moreover, also with the lack of words, the, the feeling or the, the, the taste of it can be extremely... Uh, strong. Um, so with all of these thoughts, I think that the last works that I've been engaging in have really focused a lot about the idea of multiple perspectives, of how do we read, even as a public, how do we read an experience? And then how do we change something, sometimes even a small parameter inside this equation? You know, we have this uh, rule in Feldenkrais that if you want to break down a movement pattern, a wise way to do it is just to change one parameter inside the equation and the whole thing tumbles down. And very similarly so, I've started to explore the way that, that small changes can actually really influence or really change the whole atmosphere of what that person is saying with their bodies and what they're, the reading of it, so that the storytelling is a constant... Uh, is a, is a tool that comes with a certain question mark so yeah. that we all can start to question a bit the way that we meet uh, things and, and, you know, the way that we also place ourselves in relation to them. So, yeah. And, and I'm thinking also of the process that you've, uh, your, your creation process where something really particular that uh, we hadn't explored before is actually to bring in audiences yeah. into the creative yeah. process from, I think it was week one or week two. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's a really, I suppose, from if I imagine put myself in the dancer, in, in the shoes of, of one of the dancers, that must feel quite exposing. And even in your shoes as a Absolutely. choreographer to, ex, let's say, expose your work <laughs> when it's not done, when it probably maybe it's still something's don't work. Why, why do you do that? Well, there's a couple of reasons, but uh, first of all, the, the, this piece cannot be constructed without the public because they really are, you know, they shape the experience as much as we do. Uh, not by necessarily doing one thing or another, but but by the way that they are there uh, simply meeting us in present, space. and pre yeah. yeah, the way that they are present. So that's for one. But, you know, I also feel that uh, if I that I am asking a lot from the performers. Uh, and there's a lot that th we, we speak often in the studio about vulnerability and about the way that we put ourselves out there because I feel it, it, it sparks up a different conversation when we allow ourselves to, you know, to be met uh, in those places uh, of ours. And I feel that it's a bit unfair to ask the dancers to go in these directions, but not go them myself. That that's a bit too comfortable for the choreographer. Mm -hmm. And I feel that also it's it's just it's not it's it's not right. So in a sense, uh, I keep on. Well, I I try occasionally to somehow check in with myself. Also, how can I also put myself? Uh, or expose myself and I feel that as a choreographer there is something quite exposed in inviting people to see something that's really not ready yet you know and really with all of its uh, 
um, you know, rough edges and, and, and the search and the questions and everything. But, you know, at the end of it also, I feel it might also boil down to this thing. Sometimes, you know, you want to talk to someone, you have something really important you want to say to a friend or to a loved one or someone in your life. And, and I feel that sometimes we think so much about that thing that we want to say and we run it in our heads a thousand times. And then we actually get there and we meet the other person and none of it... You know, when it's rehearsed in that way, in a way that's so disconnected from that person, then it, it, it never comes out right. No. It never comes out <laughs> like I meant there. to, yeah. you know. And in a sense, it feels just the same. We're, we're you know, we're trying to spark up this uh, very subtle way of being present together, experiencing this performative space. And I, it just... I, I can't even imagine a universe in which we 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 just build it ourselves and then and also you know it's interesting how oftentimes we create in a bubble very distant from the people that then we want to come to share it with you know we 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 usually work in a studio in a kind of hermetic environment where no one actually sees the work then we share the, when we share the work usually the public sits far and we never get to meet people and then by the end of it when we meet outside in the in the hallway or in the if there's a place to meet and drink something together then there's already such a gap that has been established between the performers and the and the and the public that 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 it's a bridge to make whereas i feel that if if the you know and and not, and also it's an opportunity to invite in people that you know that could discover dance or that yeah. could I don't know I feel that that it's a it's such a beautiful way of of being a part of the community around us and yeah. not being so insular and so you know uh, yeah isolated within our work, which for me doesn't make sense if it's not for me my, my work. Uh, if it's not, then if it doesn't have the opportunity to be to be shared in a moment with someone. Yeah, and you were very clear when we started talking about this that it wasn't you weren't necessarily interested in bringing anyway our audiences that are going to come and see the show in before. It was more about actually what you just said, meeting people who probably would not come to see the show. So we've had a real variety of um, yeah of, of different communities and people in in the studio, which I think has been a real a real joy and, and, and for me I think something that I think we're learning as a company that has a real a real value um, and maybe just to to sort of wrap up and and uh, you know I've just mentioned something that I think we, we we're learning I think we're learning so much work, working with you and so I'm curious about what's this experience like for you um, as a as an independent choreographer, I think is it the first time you create something in the UK in, in yes, and yes. and uh, and in this sort of a, in a repertory uh, environment like Scottish dance theatre? Um, how's how's it been the experience? Well, I feel I feel that I I fell right to the right place, you know, that I arrived, uh, and and I feel really really blessed in a sense that, well, f first of all. There's something really kind and open and uh, and healthy in the working environment here, 
And that for me is something as a dancer that is so important. And in that sense, I really want to... I want to salute you for that. No, but I really, I mean, I mean it. And I've been thinking a lot about this uh, because I think it's setting an example or it's, 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 it's so important that we, you know, we, we, before work, we need to be, you know, feeling, uh, yeah, feeling seen again, going back to the theme of the piece and considered and, taken care of and I feel that that's the the main priority uh in the company and I feel that it reflects also in the way that pe- that, that the dancers engage uh, and they also you know happen to be or or are you know such a fantastic group of people and they're all so uh unique and have such a rich universe that they bring with them that I'm I'm just falling more and more in love with all of them Separately, and and that's a that's such a joy to work with because, you know, as a choreographer, that 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 doesn't participate this time also in the work that 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 sits outside in a way. You know, th- this is this is where it it gets life. You know, this is where it starts to have meat when 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 the people come in and bring their air and their presence and and I, f- yeah, it's also. When we just when I just got here, you know, in the first week of work uh, back in December, it was. Then I, I planned on checking in with everyone if this uh, direction of work interests them because I do feel that it puts all of them in a more more of an exposed place, being seen in this way, being asked to place themselves in the work in a. Like oftentimes I feel that they have nowhere to hide. In, yes. You know, like they, they, and, and, and it's really, and as performers, oftentimes, and I know it also for myself, we, we really develop our masks and our strengths, but in a way that oftentimes prevents us from also meeting, being in the question or being in the uncertainty, which is, I find that there's nothing else more beautiful to show on stage than being in the, in the question and not having all the answers, because I don't think that anyone out there needs like my answers or mm-hmm. someone else's answers. It's just, I, f- I don't see the value there. So in a way, I just, I feel really blessed to have, to be able to do this process. And, and they, my point is back to what I was saying, that they all, that they were all in, mm-hmm. right in, you know, a hundred percent. And that's a lot. That's, that's a lot, you know. They have a lot of soul and a lot of just really generous people so thank you that's very yeah also very generous and very uh yeah from from you and uh, it's mm. yeah such a pleasure i could talk to you for hours and, and, and hours um but probably we should uh wrap up thank you mm-hmm. so much Maital, for sharing your thoughts and what moves you as an artist is really yeah so inspiring to to hear you um thank you thank you for to our listeners for connecting and uh, as you know stay connected with rep sounds uh the podcast uh showcasing and giving you an insider uh, behind the scenes uh, glimpse of the work going on at dundee rep and scottish dance theater thank you Mital. pleasure thank you